Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shall we begin? This is Jackie Smith, and you are listening to Keep It Magic Radio with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend a little time with us in the next hour to charge up your week, find new approaches to the same old issues, and smile at the ridiculousness of life. Storm and I push the spiritual status quo, and we challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone to help you take your magic to the next level. Keep It Magic Radio is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, money, love, protection, maybe a bit of motivation... We have a candle for that. Now open your mind and get ready to expand your life with Storm and Jackie. Let's begin. And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and of course I am here with the wonderfully gifted and talented Miss Jackie Smith. I'm cruising over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we almost assuredly have a candle for that. So (laughs) cruise on over there and uh, check out all of the candles that uh, Coventry Creation has to offer. It is through your patronage of Coventry Creations that allows this show to stay on the air. we're going to do something different this year, which we haven't done um, in the past five incarnations um, of this show, um, the past five seasons. And it's really, when Jackie and I get to the year forecast for the next year, one of the difficulties is, is having to cram X amount of information into 60 minutes, which is almost impossible. Um, and I don't know about you, Jackie, but I've often walked away from shows and remembered what we talked about, um, you know, when we're predicting what's going to happen in 2017 or talking about what we think is going to happen and how to remedy that. I, was, I always go away because it's one of the shows I usually re-listen to, and I go, oh, my God, I wish I would have expounded more upon that, or I wish I would have talked about that a little bit more, or uh, why did we only give three minutes to that, um, you know, when I should have given 15 minutes to that. So we're doing two of them. <laughs> so you get a nice little cliffhanger at the end of the show, and then you got to wait two weeks to find out what we think about the rest of the year. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. How are you doing, Jackie? Oh, I'm, you know what, I'm, I am following the astrological trend of everyone else right now. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's not, um, it's, it's very mercurial as far as um, emotions and interest okay. in life and, giving a damn and all that stuff. Well, one of the the things that we have from now until just ignore Mercury that's going to go retrograde, okay? Mm-hmm. Um but the rest of the um uh, of the aspects straight through until the day after Christmas, Jackie, are all extremely favorable. I mean, there's a, there's some hiccups here and there, but you know, for the most part, it's really really good energy through the holidays and even Christmas Day, Jackie, is just a beautiful day. Um uh which on one hand, I really really like, on the other hand, September the 11th, 2001, astrologically, was a very beautiful day. (laughs) And basically, when you look at um, the chart for 9-11, and uh, you look at it just on on its face, you would never, ever be able to state that there was going to be a severe terrorist attack in the United States in the city of New York in which two towers and 3,000 people were going to die. Mm-hmm. But with the energy being so easy, Jackie, it made it where it was very easy for that to happen. Okay, So the energy is going to be very, very good. It's going to be very, very easy. People still need to stay on board um, in regards to not doing anything risky or anything crazy. Just enjoy is basically the best um, advice that I can give through the rest of this year. Um, is just to enjoy, because next year is not going to be that nice. Well, we we gave that big warning last year. Yeah. Um, 
we we talked about that. Oh, and I did, even did classes on that. Um, and I should have said then that Donald Trump is going to be president. <laughs> <laughs> well, with how difficult the year is, yeah, <laughs> and how our our ideals were being bashed about the joint, it makes sense. Yeah, it it really does make sense. And when I look at some of the stuff, Jackie, that is going to, because what I've done. 2017 starts a cycle, actually, that doesn't end until 2023. 2017 starts a cycle? Yeah, it's a new cycle um, uh, that starts a uh, whole new astrological paradigm at the end of this year that goes on until 2023. Okay, and when I was looking at a lot of the charts, because I usually don't go that far into the future, but when I was looking at a couple of charts of events that happened in 2020, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I, and it happens in the beginning of the year in 2020, which is um, Saturn is going to conjoin Pluto. Um, I looked at it, and then when I looked at the chart of the exact conjunction, I said, no wonder Hillary Clinton is not president. This does not describe her in any sort of way. Um, and uh, when I looked at the Pluto return, which is going to happen a couple of years later, um, uh, which we've never had in this country at all. There's never been a Pluto return in the United States. Pluto takes two 250 years to go around the sun. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we're not 250 years old yet. Um, uh, almost, but uh, we're not 250 years old yet. Um, so basically, you know, we're going to see for the first time what a Pluto return is going to look like. Um, and I know a lot of very good astrologers, Jackie, that think that we may not be one country by that point, um, uh, that the divisiveness may be so strong and continue and the rancor may continue to the point where um, we're not able to necessarily unify. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays itself out. But all of that starts in 2017, and I'm going to make you giggle right now. Okay, how's that? The card, the tarot card of the year for 2017 is the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Now, because I don't necessarily love the Wheel of Fortune when it gets pulled Mm -hmm, in a situation. Um, It's like, okay, what's what's the situation? What's the end outcome? Because Wheel of Fortune, that means to me it could be a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. It could really, um, it's not decided. It's its a little, maybe a little too chaotic. There's too many things in play, too many obstacles. Too. So that means that the minute we think we got something going on, the wheel's going to turn again. So it's going to make some people really rich, and it's going to make some people really poor. There's a, you know, I, I've done other shows, Jackie, besides this one, in which I've talked about tarot and stuff like that in the past. And um, there was one show in particular that I was doing in which, the discussion about the Wheel of Fortune had come up, and I basically stated that I really did not, you know, I did not like the card. And oftentimes, if you're working with people in person, Jackie, um, uh, when you pull the Wheel of Fortune and flip it over in front of them, you can often see in their face this change, okay? And a, a lot of tarot has been influenced a lot by pop culture and, um, you know, the whole um, name it, claim it, and rebag it up and, you know, um, uh, uh, different types of linguistic mind programming and, you know, all of this metaphysical thought. And a lot of people look at the Wheel of Fortune in this extremely positive way. Oh, things are going to be wonderful, and look, there's the Wheel of Fortune, so things are going to turn on your side. And the interesting thing is that in the mythic tarot, um, the image that is used for the Wheel of Fortune is the fates. Right. I remember that. Um, and the fates are pretty interesting figures because, number one, they are the only three goddesses that did not have to um, follow the laws of Zeus, um, meaning... Um, Number one, these are not air intellectual gods, okay? They're not concerned with um, uh, with society, and they're not concerned with uh, social graces and ease and communication and all of us getting along and looking at the big picture. They're concerned with much more dynamic things, biology. Um, you reap what you sow. You can put karma in there. I like the nastier word, fate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, you know, they're concerned about even things that may not have even that you have done, meaning, you know, you and I, Jackie. Mm-hmm. But what we're dealing with that our great grandparents didn't deal with. Um, uh, you know, they're more concerned with, uh, you know, the three particular goddesses that are um, uh, the faith. One is concerned with measuring, one is concerned with cutting, um, and um, one is concerned with spinning. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a very interesting figure, and, and I think it's one to, to ponder a long time about, um, is, uh, you know, what does, what does this mean? What does um, uh, uh, what are we going to infuse into the new year? What are the things that I personally, you know, meaning me, um, need to deal with in order for a new beginning to occur? What do you, Jackie, need to deal with in order for a new beginning to occur? Which things from the past may come up that ultimately need a new beginning? What have we been holding on to? Um, uh, so, I think it's going to be a rather curious year. What do you think about that card? For the Wheel of Fortune for the year, and and just reminding everybody, you get to that card by doing the math. Yeah. Correct? You take 2017 and you add it up like a math problem. Two plus zero plus one plus seven comes out to be a ten. Right. And the Wheel of Fortune is a ten. Right. Um, And it's not, um, and, and for this you don't, you don't um, bring it down another one. You just go no. with the numbers in order. Yeah, yeah. Until, unless it is like the number that you get is uh, 29. And then, of course, you would reduce it down to an 11, which would be the justice card. Right. Right. So so we wouldn't reduce that 10 down to a 1 and make it the magician. No. Well, that comes that comes later. Yeah. Wait, would we? When would we do that? You don't reduce it down because there is the ability for you to get a one year. Is there? Yeah. It happened in uh, the year 1000. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so so in um with the 10 um with the wheel of fortune it's just that that is a very fickle card to me because you're it's it's the the cycle of the lesson. Mhm. Um, and and I'm the first thing out of my mouth when whenever anyone says I'm really hard of the hard I'm really tired of the hard stuff blah 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 the first thing out of my mouth is we don't learn when we're fat and happy mm-hmm. um, we don't grow from that space we grow from a space of necessity and so apparently you got some good stuff coming but that's the wheel of fortune so um, it's really interesting I was uh, listening to actually my husband talk about things and he's been really contemplating deeply what's going on. And and he's watching what's going on in the in the social and, and the political arena. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, and it, this is what he was talking about: is that you're going to see people who have their stuff together, people who are are moving forward, have um, who are being methodical, thoughtful, and and working a plan mm-hmm. are going to be able to get forward, move forward, move forward in growth. Um, his thought process is if you work in a plan, it, you can shift when you need to shift and it'll still work out. But if you're just counting on a miracle happening or um, the status quo keeping you where you need to be, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to lose hard. And so that, that conversation when you said 2017 – that's that's the wheel of fortune. It is the wheel of fortune. You could, you know, thinking about it, Jackie, you could actually, if you look at the magician, which is the one card, mm-hmm. um, you never know. You, you know, the magician often appears in your life also when there is some form of a new beginning or some form of a change in the shift. And the magician is interesting because, you know, it often is... Uh, uh, can occur as a conversation that changes your trajectory. It can be a book that falls off of a shelf and hits you in the head that changes your trajectory. Um, it can be encounters. It can be all kinds of things that basically and ultimately change the particular path that you're going on and begin some form of a new 
um, of a new beginning, and and all of these cycles are, uh, are are kind of interwoven. You know, if you think about last year was the Hermit, it was a year in which we were supposed to all go deep. It was a year in which we were supposed to really look at what it is that we valued, and I think mm-hmm. that people did. And what the, you know, and I think that what we're starting to see is that all the, you, you know, in in a lot of different ways, a lot of us value very different things um, based upon our social economics, based upon um, our geographical positioning, um, based upon our family inheritance, um, based upon societal um, inheritance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different things. You know, the way that somebody who lives in New York City and somebody that lives in Traverse City um, experiences life is radically different. Um, oh uh, yeah, you, you know it, 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 and the way that you experience, you, you know, with that radical differentness, your opinions on life are going to be radically different. Um, well, and we we saw that. Yeah. We saw that in in November. Yeah. You know, it, and and it it, it it is an interesting conjecture. I will tell you, I um, one of the things that I love um, about. 2016 <laughs> <laughs> is that you know there's a lot of um, uh, it's it would be too time consuming not to the, the to to mention I have social phobic disorder for me to hop onto a plane right now and you know maybe I'll get there but um, uh, uh, you know for me to hop onto a plane and go to London and see Liz Green in person. Um, uh, you know, it's you know when you have uh, when you work as much as we do, Jackie. You know, that's almost like an event that you have to plan out. And for one day that she's going to be speaking wouldn't be. Now, if she was doing a week seminar, I might have to sit and weigh it out and count my klonopin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if it was a little closer, I might have to do that. Um, uh, and, but you know, for for, for one um, uh, day, it would not be worth it. But you know, one of the things about 2016 is that. You know, uh, Liz Green now gives um, online workshops, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that she's been discussing is the planet Pluto. And one of the profound things that she said during this last seminar that was a, you know, last weekend, um, which we're recording this on the 8th of December, so you all can do the math, um, uh, you know, is that she stayed in um, that figures that end up in the public arena, especially leaders of countries, um, are elected by a populace and are, um, and I'm paraphrasing her, of course, but um, uh, but basically they're symbolic images of what it is that we reflect, what, what our values are as a country, who we are as a, a society, um, and the energies that are percolating underneath the surface of the collective mindset of a nation, and uh, you know, and, and you know, at first, Jackie, when you, you, you know, when when you hear that, you want to say there is nothing in common with me and Donald Trump. Period. You know, I don't, I can't even say that. Um, uh, but then she stated that a productive way of dealing with this, if you're having an issue with Donald Trump is the president um, of the United States, and you're an American. You might want to take a deep look at where Donald Trump lives inside of you. You know what? Explain a, that a little bit more, because that's—I mean—I completely understand that. But when I tried to explain that, um, it was—it fell flat. So, what do you mean by looking for the Donald Trump with inside of you? What what side of you is belligerent? What side of you is showy? Um, what side of you seeks attention? What side of you is thick-skinned or thin-skinned? What side of you wants to go on Twitter rant? What side of you um, uh, believes in absolute power? Um, uh, what side of you, um, uh, uh, you know, believes that you know a, de- a deal is a deal, and you can always go back in and renegotiate, regardless of how people feel about it or who it hurts. You can take all of the negative characteristics that you associate, which is going to be the case if you're needing to search for the Donald Trump inside, okay, and ask yourself how it applies to you. So the challenge is um, when I was um, talking about that, 
was um, they're like, I don't even, um, I call BS. There is no Donald Trump inside of me. Nobody wants to claim their own shadow, Jackie. Right. So really what you're saying is um, when we have this big shadow side coming out, the shadow side of, of our fears and country, et cetera, yeah. and you are a part of it. Yeah. So where, what, what are you reacting with within your shadow side? Uh, exactly, and it, it it would work in reverse if uh, of if if you know Hillary Clinton would have been elected president. Um, uh, you know, you would and and the things that you disliked about her, the list. Okay, um, uh, for example, there was one thing about Hillary Clinton I didn't care for too much. I will say it. I thought that she might be a little hawkish. Okay. You know, it's it's just a thought. You know, she voted for the war in Iraq. Um, uh, uh, I'm not sure what hawkish means. Explain. That's that. what it means. War hawk. Okay. You know, a hawk, and, and then there's dove, which is a piece. You know, Jimmy Carter. Um, uh, you know, uh, doves don't don't like to do anything aggressive with the military. They want to be peaceful and sweet and charitable and you know um, just take it. Whereas a war hawk will say, you know what, I'm going to get you before you get me. <laughs> okay. um, and there were parts of that. You, you know, Hillary Clinton does have a history of um, of you know sometimes acting impulsively. Sometimes mothers have a tendency to act impulsively. Um, you know, when you're thinking in a protective way, sometimes you do things that are just impulsive. I mean, it's just part of the particular nature. So a lot. It was one of the small things that I did not necessarily like about her. I would have to ask myself, Jackie, what side of me is a war hawk? Well, yeah, and we're we're absolutely seeing that come out um, of you, people's um, just like get them on both sides. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what you are seeing, and it, it is the part of social media that I don't really care for, is what I see, Jackie, is just the collective shadow. Of course, I'm. Learned in these things, um, uh, so you know I see a collective shadow, you know, everywhere um, at this particular point, and it is the, um, you know, I, I I seen a post yesterday, Jackie, where um, uh, a lot of people were disqualifying and uh, making very disparaging remarks about Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and I was hmm. thinking to myself, what 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 are they saying really and i i don't think that pearl harbor is necessarily the victim okay um it's the only word i can use to uh to describe it i i i think underneath all of that you have a country that is sick of war for political reasons it's sick of political based warfare and so we're going to project are sick of political-based warfare on everything that is an emblem of that, okay? Um, uh, And you do it aggressively. I'm seeing, you know, in the, um, you know, a lot of people that are on the right telling people on the left to suck it up buttercup. Meanwhile, they didn't suck it up buttercup for the entire Obama presidency, okay? Right. Um, uh, and it, it suck it up buttercup, we need to come together and we need to unify. And I think to myself, Jackie, about um, telling people that they need to unify and that they need unity is divisive. Hmm. Basically what it's saying is you don't have a right to go through your particular process. Well, that's exactly what I'm seeing people re- rebel against. And they have no desire to unify. They have no desire to understand what is going on. Um, they're they're not interested. I don't think that there's been enough time. I mean, the same thing happened during Bush versus Gore, and it took Jackie until 9/11, um, which is why many people. Let me say just some people, okay? Um, allegedly, some people believe that 9-11 was a false flag event. Now, do you know what I mean by that? Um, it was. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That, you know, 9-11 was created by the U.S. government as a means of being able to go to war in the Middle East and take their oil. That's a, lot of, a lot of people believe that, allegedly. Um, uh, 
uh, and uh, you know whether it was or not. I don't know if we will ever find out. A lot of people believe that you know uh, Kennedy was actually murdered by the government, um, allegedly. Um, uh, uh, you know, and believe that his murder was a false flag event to go further into Vietnam. Okay, a lot of people uh, believe these things. Okay, but that particular process of 9/11 did unify the particular country around President Bush at that particular point. Now, I think that if you look at it just from the um, uh, the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> A lens, Jackie, okay? I think at that particular point, President Bush had an opportunity to become a great president. I think it was kind of the God saying, okay, here's here's something for you to handle. Let's see how you deal with it. And I think in many ways, you know, he – and of course, this is my opinion um, – I think he squandered it. Um, uh, I think he had another opportunity again at Hurricane Katrina. I think he squandered it. Um, uh, it will be interesting to see if there is an event or something. Americans love to come together. We love, we love it. We love patriotism. We love flags. We love apple pies and hot dogs and everything that's going to bring us together. And we can all donate to the Red Cross and all of these other don- things. We love to, to, you know, make ourselves feel better about how crazy the world is by giving away five dollars. Okay, we just love it. It's it's our thing. Um, uh, and uh, it will be interesting to see if there is that type of an event, or it takes a while for people to begin to embrace the President Trump. They may not necessarily like it, but it's what we have to deal with for at least four years. Right, right, and that's... Um... And I question that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but know, for right now, I'm going to say that. Right, so let's talk about um, personal. Let's bring it down to that personal wheel of fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, what um, we, we talked about more cultural across the world, et cetera. So it is the looking at those inner issues. How, do, how are these inner issues? How are you a warmonger, Jackie? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, what are you doing in your business that may be, you know, a little bit shady? Nothing. Um, <laughs> I wasn't <Right>. accusing. <laughs> what, what are you doing, um, uh, you know, that may not be too kind to your workers? What are you, um, uh, you know, how are you Or what you are you doing and flipping it? How are you behaving at work? How are you behaving at work? Yeah. What are you doing at 3 a.m. on social media? I mean, these are all ways that we can bring this in inwardly. Um, people call it, um, you know, it's funny, Wheel of Fortune, a lot of times people call it karmic backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, what comes around goes around. You know, and as we were talking, I'm thinking to myself, uh-uh, you know what? We need to look at, let's flip the word karma and bring back the word fate that you mm-hmm. were talking about. And fate is built. Yes. I mean, there's there's destiny, but destiny is, um, you know. It's solar, yeah. Yeah. But fate is fate is what you build. It's, fate is a more appropriate word than, even than, um, <clears throat> even than uh, um, karma. Yes. So really, what are we fading ourselves to? Yes. And so, and can you change that? Because one of the things that you can do, you are not. For example, I'm holding in my hands right now the New Year chart for 2017, Jack. Uh huh. This is this chart tells me a lot of things. Okay, but it's in a potential form. Okay, this is the potential of 2017. It is the DNA of the year, okay? Mm-hmm. How we, you know, and when you're working with, with things, you, you, there's not much you can do to change it. I can't move Jupiter out of the first house, which is what it's in, okay? Um, it's going to be there. Um, uh, you know, I can't move Uranus out of the seventh house. This is what it is that we have to work with, okay? Right. This is the fate, right. okay? This is what we're stuck with. There is no metaphysical law, religious law, spiritual law, scientific law that says we have to live it in a destructive way. No. And that's one of the things we talk about all the time. Yeah. Is and, and that's really one of the premises, my core premises of what I teach is that you gather the energy around you and you see how it works for you. That's that's what it is. That's how it works. Is you gather the ener- you look at the energy that around that surrounds you. 
learn from it and say, well, how do I use it? And I think with the Wheel of Fortune, where I would start um, is where do I need to make change in my life? I would start broad. Um, uh, And the easiest way to find out where you need to make change is what is gnawing at you and where are you unhappy? I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. Um, You have to, before you can really understand where to make change in your life and come from a place of empowerment, is you have to own your power. If you're not, um, if you're always giving away your power, if you're... um, um, feeling um, the wheel of fortune can feel very disempowering to okay. use this word over and over again twelve times in a sentence. Um, it can feel like you have no control over your life because you're riding the wheel of fortune. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, you have actually, it's fascinating how much control you have while riding the wheel of fortune to decide how it's going to affect you. Um, or how deep it's going to affect you, or what yeah. are you going to use it for and, and, and work with. Or when those experiences come up, even the distasteful ones, how are you going to respond to them? Absolutely. So what? Um, one of the things that I'm doing, and we're going to, this show will probably air, what, Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday the um, 12th, yeah. no, 13th. Um, on the 14th, I'm doing... Um, a crown of sovereignty ritual. Uh, I'm going to try and get it on on Facebook as well um, through through Coventry. But the crown of sovereignty which ritual is about really bringing down and embracing all of your personal power, your sovereignty in your life. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you do that? So here's the caveat: when you do that. When you embrace that, when you bring that down and you bring that in, you are not responsible for it. So that again? It, when you fully empower yourself with your own personal power, your sovereignty, your, your, um, the ability to make these decisions in your life, to rule your own life. Mm-hmm. So you're super powered up, right? Mm-hmm. When you're super powered up, the responsibility for that power increases. Any yeah. ruler has ultimate power over his land. He can say, nope, I'm going to yank this from you and give it to somebody else. Um, but there's the ultimate responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, And I think that one of the problems is, Jackie, is that we want the crown of sovereignty, but we don't want the responsibility. That's not, And, and that is not a crown of sovereignty. Sovereignty. Oh, man, you say that word too many times, forget it. Yeah. Sovereignty, that's not what that is then. That's ego. Yeah. That's trying to run on dumb luck, and then that's when the wheel of fortune will run you over. (laughs) 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 You'll be flattened on the ground. What happened? So um, that is the, as as I was working on, how do we need to step into 2017 that was and, and step out of the trauma of that we're all experiencing and and I'm not going to say it's the because you were for Clinton and she lost I'm not going to say that's the only trauma because there's so much more in there. Yeah. You could have been a Trump supporter um and still experience the trauma of all this stuff. So it's yeah. it's not just one-sided here. I it is you know and I think that that's what you know, and, and hopefully by the time that people get to the new year, which is more of a reflective uh, time of the year, Jackie, I'm hoping that people can move out of the political and the social at least for 10 minutes and start to reflect upon the personal um, and start to look at uh, uh, some of these things, um, uh, uh you know, inwardly and look at, you know, how am I going to respond to change in my life, um, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and go from that particular type of perspective. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it it is going to be um, very fascinating, okay, um, because here is the thing. The interesting thing, Jackie, is the card 
that rules, and let me make sure that my math is correct here, 120, 1 plus 20 plus uh, 2017 equals... Um, the, the interesting thing is that the card that rules the Trump presidency, okay, which is the next four years, is the hanged man. Um, curiously, you know, that's a very fascinating type of card um, uh, 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 to have there, Jackie, because of uh, – no, sorry, it's not, the, it's not the hanged man, it's the death card. Um, uh, it, it's interesting to see, again – how fate is going to change things, you know, um, uh, you know, the death card is Hades. Um, uh, what is going to come up out of the unconscious, um, uh, you know, because oftentimes what leaders, when people are in power and they make decisions and choices, oftentimes it's unconscious choices that are inside of all of us as a collective. Um, and this is where we get into, in, 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 and that's why I think that it's important. You can't change the collective, Jackie, unless you change yourself. So you're saying that, but how did you get to? Um, you Take know inauguration what day, which okay. is January the twentieth. One uh-huh. plus twenty plus two thousand and seventeen equals two thousand and thirty-eight. Add that up as a math problem, which comes to thirteen, which is the death card. So we have two plus three plus eight, right? Yes. Five plus eight is thirteen. Yep, and then that takes us. Is it so? Thirteen is the death card. Correct. It's interesting. So that that ultimate um, transformation. Yeah, and 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 that's going to be the core energy for a Trump administration over the next four years. Okay, which corresponds with a lot of the astrological stuff that is going on for the next four years as well. Okay. So, looking at what the predict the predictions of the trends for 2017. So these are the mm-hmm. the folks that are gathering um, cultural consciousness and where people are leaning. Um, big one. The fashion industry, as well as um, the um, um, trend, the consumer trend watching, counterculture. Um, all the fashion is about counterculture and about comfort. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And then um, the other big one that that's really interesting is the obsession over fact versus fiction. Mm-hmm. And this is. Um, Interesting that because this was written pre-election, the one thing that I was reading was written pre-election. So um, the obsession over, um, you know, we're we're a new, we've become a news culture, news addicted, mm-hmm. and um, and how much fake news has been hitting our hitting our walls because we're all getting our news from Facebook. But that's um, a very interesting process. And then that, so that whole counterculture, which then taking you back to what you trust. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that whole um, complete shift of um, see the death card is major transformation. Those are all things that that are all about transformation. Even to the point where, if you notice some of the current articles coming out, whether they're fake news or real news, I haven't dug in too much. Is mm-hmm. They're talking about the impact of organic, which I'm like, hmm, that could potentially be, you know, um, um, paid for news. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's just just an interesting whole concept of how um, we're going to have to weed through fact and fiction. It, 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 well, the, the carryover, Jackie, from 2016 into 2017 is Saturn and Square to Neptune. Um, which is that need to be patient, that need to wait, that mm-hmm. need to not move too far to either side. Um, uh, Neptune is blind allegiance to a particular mm-hmm. ideal and idealism. And I think that you had that on both sides, you know, the right and the left during the election. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and it's very easy for us. Neptune is, um, uh, uh, you know, likes to... 
excite the masses. It likes to get everybody together under one umbrella, even if it is everybody together under two umbrellas. It's still Neptune, okay? Um, Saturn is the facts, okay? Um, uh, you know, and during the election, Neptune won. Um, you know the uh, you know um, the facts and um, structure and stability um, because I think that there is no um, crazier Dionysian figure than Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is Neptune, um, and and, and, um, and so many people, right or wrong. Yeah. So many people are absolutely. Um, believing that he is going to save them. Yeah, well, that's the main edge. You know, it's it, 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 it's this manic fury of, um, you know, people walking around and, um, uh, you know, believing that the world is now going to be a better place because, you know, we finally have somebody that is a businessman rather than a politician um, going to be in the White House. Um, so that's the carryover. Um, that's still going to happen. You're going to see people's blind allegiance for a while. Um, you know, the Kool-Aid drinkers. Um, and you're going to also have the people that um, are uh, sound. Um, and the Kool-Aid people are not going to like the sound people. And they're probably going to get in trouble on Breitbart.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing that I'm looking at as far as um, trends go, which f- feeds right into that, um, the astrological stuff that you're talking about, is there is um, the the mindfulness trend, meaning that how do you spend your time? How are you defining happiness? Um, what what makes you happy? Um, how are you feeding your spirit and okay. your creativity? So it's that spiritual mindfulness trend, even to the point where you know fashion is calling it um, the uh, spiritual awakenings fashion. That's all Neptune and Pisces stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so, but but with that, um, and and also the other thing that that I was looking um, back in trends is that um, the trend to smaller community. So bubbling. The great irony with all that is the trend to smaller community, Jack, Jackie, is basically what elected Donald Trump. Um, uh, the reason being is that it was the rural small communities that basically voted heavily within his particular favor, while the urban um, uh, collective groups, you know, New York City, um, Detroit, Los Angeles, Miami, um, you know, the bigger cities, uh, overwhelmingly voted for Clinton. It's why she um, is three million votes ahead in the popular count. Well, Um, when I read the smaller um, trending to community, um, almost like single-point community, I'm also seeing it as people of like mind. For instance, you might belong to several communities, but they're they're, they're, um, single point, single focus. So um, they're also talking about the rise of, the rebranding of feminism in 2017. Um. Which is fascinating, and I, I'm not. I, that's. I'm not saying that that I read that it's the rebranding of feminism. What I'm saying is that people are talking about woman power and how women are stepping up and and changing the game um, wherever they can. So it's it is a rebranding of feminism. Well, it is interesting that you bring women up because we do have an interesting thing that happens in 2017, which is Venus is going to turn retrograde, so the bitch is back. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, Venus retrograde, um, everybody is used to Mercury retrograde um, and problems with communication and don't make any plans. And, you know, if you're going to travel, make sure you don't bring anything really important with you because it might get lost. Um, uh, you know, don't find any documents. Um, uh, electronic equipment might, may uh, short out overnight or your car might not start or, you know, all of the stuff that is annoying in our day-to-day right. life. You know, Mercury rules Virgo, so it has a heavy impact on our day-to-day life. Um, Venus retrograde has a lot of influence on relationships, and I am labeling 2017 the war of re- on relationships. Um, uh, uh, the reason being is that it tends to lean towards breakups, um, one thing that I'm covering three seconds, Jackie, that uh, because it's you know talking about the relationship aspect is a little bit more tantalizing. Um, money is going to be an issue in 2017. 
Um, in what way? Um, Venus rules money, um, and when Venus goes retrograde, you know, we may either unexpectedly have a lot of it or unexpectedly have none of it. You know, events may happen that really get you to focus on a budget and really to get you to focus on things in a financial particular perspective. Partnerships, business partnerships may fall apart and crumble. Um, uh, things will become ratcheted up with your open enemies. The planet that happens in, in which warfare happens in enormous amount, Jackie, is when Venus goes retrograde. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because she's a battle goddess in her retrograde form. And there is an interesting, you know, a, a lot of us, you know, that are uh, And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, I'm breaking in just financial warfare. Yeah. You were talking about it. Is that where you were about to go? I was about to go in, 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 into Aphrodite a little bit, but it, it fits. Okay, uh-huh. um, uh, you, you know we have a tendency to look at the very positive, glossy side of Aphrodite. Um, uh, you know because she's fun. I mean, you know she's erotic, and you know if she's you a type, good time. If you type erotica into into uh, into Amazon, you will see all kinds of little you know Aphrodites running all over the place. You know she's fun. Um, Aphrodite was married to another god whose name was Hephaestus, um, and Hephaestus was as ugly as she was beautiful. Um, and in Olympus, um, where the gods reside, um, archetypal marriages are binding. Aphrodite couldn't get a divorce. You know, this is who she's married to, for better or for worse, and she stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And Aphrodite, of course, had numerous affairs. Um, uh, you know, she fell into her desires quite a lot. Um, uh, you know, and one of the most significant affairs that she had was with the, the god of war, Ares. Um, and, uh, you know, she continued that, and they had several children, including, you know, Eros, um, uh, and another one named Harmonia um, is one of their children. Um, but what Venus in her dark side reflects is, um, oftentimes us giving into our particular desires rather than thinking them out um, you know um, and it, it and where financial troubles can come Jackie is somebody under a Venus frenzy okay uh, you know make a decision oh I'm gonna buy myself a Lexus mm-hmm and you know they go out and they spend forty five thousand dollars that they don't have on a you know on a car and they and they get the loan and uh, you know they come home and uh, you know or they go out and they buy a new home and they really you know they're thinking oh you know when the finances start to increase this is going to be better and you know it you know if if I you know just eat at home and I don't go out and eat it's it's going to be easily affordable. Meanwhile, they're still at the Dunkin' Donuts every day. Um, <laughs> And it can become, you know, by giving in to desires, things can become very complicated. Of course, you can see where the relationship problems are going to occur. And the money problems within the relationships. Yeah, and money problems within the relationships. And and oftentimes, especially, you know, the bulk of our audience is female. Um, so I will make a comment that leans more towards them. The reason why women go out and have affairs is not for love or for sex. The reason that women go out and have an affair is to feel wanted, needed, and desired. You know that there is somebody out there that wants me, that wants to, uh, that wants to be with me, that desires me, that um, uh, that that makes me feel special, that makes me feel wanted. Um, uh, and you know, it's very easy. You know, it's it's where we get the term "the devil with a blue dress on." Um, uh, you know, it's very easy, especially. How does that? How does that go to the devil with a blue dress on? How does that? Fare the devil part? with the blue. The, the, the devil with the blue dress on is a metaphor, Jackie, for falling into a workplace relationship. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, you know, somebody that you're around that gives you a little bit of special. Te- you know, because the devil, in 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 cases. The devil may be a dude <laughs> wearing a blue dress, okay? Um, <laughs> but basically what it means is falling into temptation. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, during Venus retrograde, it's easier for us to fall into what is tempting us. 
you know, it is Eve with, you know, the serpent and the apple, um, you know, which uh, uh, is another version of, you know, in, uh, of the Aphrodite temptation myth. Um, uh, you know, so what you're going to see while Venus is retrograde is all of these particular issues come up. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's in the sign of Aries, Jackie. It's not, you know, in, an, in a nice little productive sign like Taurus or Virgo or Capricorn um, or even, you know, uh, uh, you know, Aquarius. Um, it, it's in Aries, and Aries is a sign that is me, 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 me. So it's going to be about what you want, what you desire, what you're focused on. Um, uh, you know, Venus in Aries is a war goddess. You know, she gets off on war, you know, she gets off on strife, um, you know, she's not about relationships, she's about herself and her own pleasure and what it is that she wants and she could give a damn about other people. Wow, that sounds very much like Trump. <laughs> well, he, uh, uh, again, we, Venus is a personal planet, <laughs> not necessarily a collective planet. But, but, um. But when I say that, so people are like, oh, my God, he's a horrible, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I say that, which is really interesting because that is what is, um, on the flip side, is being admired about him. He he doesn't care about, um, it looks like he doesn't care about the, the collective opinion of this group of people um, that uh, in politics. Mm-hmm. And he's going to run it his way, which is what is exciting to so many people who voted for him. Yeah, and and and, uh, and and so a lot of people are going to see that enacted on the world stage in many ways, Jackie, and start to emulate that in regards to their own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and we will throw we will throw our little social politically um, incorrect, which will become the politically correct mm-hmm. um, terms across. I need to stand in my own truth. Right. We, we, we should do a whole show on that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stand in what well, we may once we get closer to Venus retrograde. But, um, uh, and when is Venus going retrograde? It's March. Um, uh, the you know she's retrograde for six weeks, so she'll be retrograde until the I believe the end of April. Um, the uh, so you're going to see a lot of this, Jackie, in in which people are going to heavily okay get into these very interesting and flowery types of terms. I want to stand in my own truth. It's what my soul desires. You know what I see um, when when this is starting to work is a combination of three candles. I see the truth and justice, or the scales of justice, whichever one, with the blessed herbal or the hoodoo. Mm-hmm. The heart candle, and then I see um, the attraction love candle. The reason why is 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 bringing that back into balance. I would throw a fourth candle in there. What's that? Inner balance. Inner balance? Okay. The reason you being, Jackie, that? is with those three candles that you had right there, that okay. could be a combustible event. Because you know what? Who I may desire may be the married man down the street. Well, and it's not about the attraction of <laughs> being about desire. It's about yeah. um, the heart and love together. Um, um, they work as a filter to turn something into um, uh, talking from your heart. Mm-hmm. True and deep, honest love versus passion and desire. Mm-hmm. So with the truth and justice there, I'm like I'm just speaking from my truth. That that, or even flip the attraction love one and turn it into a protection. Yeah. Um, any of our protection candles is that um, when you find yourself in that situation or you're not sure what the truth of the situation is, um, listening from your heart and your intuition and and from your mind all at the same time. I. It, 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 I, I, I like that one a little bit better, Jackie, because standing in my truth may be that I want to have a, a relationship with the right. <laughs> married man at the corner. You know, <laughs> that may be my truth. Um, uh, you know, the inner balance I think is important to keep people centered during the particular period and to help them to not act impulsively because it's going to further ratchet up. I've got time to do one more before we. Um, get done with part one um it's going to ratchet up even more when jupiter squares pluto and opposes uranus um jupiter jackie is an interesting planet because it's the planet that gives us faith in life 
um, you know, it, it, it's what gives us inspiration, um, uh, creative potential, um, the ability to expand things bigger than what they are at the moment, and the potential of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets involved with Uranus and Pluto, which are collective planets, okay, um, first of all, the first one is the square to Pluto. Um, uh, you're going to see um, uh, a lot of people that feel as though that their expansion is being trampled upon. Um, you know, that they can't expand, uh, that forces out there are affecting them. Um, uh, that uh, they can't get ahead, no matter how hard they try. A lot of people will see that. And we tend to project... Uh, with the outer planets, Jackie, it's much easier for us to project them than own them. Um, uh, the reason being is that there's aspects of them that we just, you know, we may not personally like. Um, and there is an aspect of Pluto which is all about survival, Jackie. And I think that human beings at this particular point in our history don't want to see ourselves as mammals. Do, and do you understand what I mean by that? We want to see ourselves having transcended the, the animal form. Yeah, I, I, I think that we don't want to see ourselves as we need to eat, we need to have a job, we need to we need money to be able to spend, all survival-based issues. We're just going to continue the continuity of me. And Right. And so Jupiter, you said, is... It's it's what it's how no 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 I so so it's squaring Pluto yeah Pluto yeah so and that's that isn't that a carryover from la- this year no okay. um uh it's it's a carryover it's a, a new it's new for next year okay um Jupiter um well yes it is a carryover but um uh it's also opposing Uranus okay. Right. I'm about to get back to the tricky part in a second, Jackie, why it's so important. Okay. Uranus is the side of us that wants to break away. So we can, uh, you, you know, so underneath, if you take the concept of Jupiter, the way that I expand, Jackie, and believe in life again is through power and survival. And the way that I expand and uh, make my life better is through breaking away from traditional um, uh, circumstances um, uh, and uh, and uh, focusing on new ideals, um, which is Uranus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the tricky part. Jupiter is currently in Libra. What planet rules Libra? Venus. Oh. So, and it, and that happens in March as well. Okay, so you have a lot of things that are going to come up next year, Jackie. Are going to be about basic survival desires. What do we think is going to make us survive? Um, and I think the more that we root ourselves um, in um, structure, in foundation in what is real for me, the more that we root ourselves in our personal comfort and our sense of security, um, in our homes and what matters to us the most, is the key to getting through 2017. Because otherwise, you're going to fall into desires, you're going to fall into momentary things that may look pleasing, mm-hmm. that may cause a lot of eruption in regards to your life. Um, you know, it was Aphrodite that caused the Trojan War. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, and the way to seek, you know, do this is through this comfort. So it is what you know to to, to give you a second to talk here in a second, but to to close episode one, it's what are you going to do in your life? to give yourself comfort, to make yourself feel more secure, to make you feel comfort, you know, a connection to your home and your family and those you care about and what matters to you the most. We're going to be burning a lot of heart candles next year. Uh, start making them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've got them on the shelf. It's all good. But we've always talked about how make more. <laughs> is, that, is a problem-solving. Yeah. Um, the problem-solving candle and that um, – with that, we have, um, you know, we, I, I just absolutely see the 
that Pluto is needed. Uh, Pluto sorry. is. Um, uh, I would go with a protection candle for Pluto, mm-hmm. and a needed change and banishing candle for Uranus. Yep. So it's really the problem solving, the protection, and the needed change. And then I would add that that fourth one in, which is the heart. Yeah. Because we really have to balance out that that Venus retrograde. Yeah, I would make a triangle if I was creating a ritual, Jackie. I would make a triangle with the other three candles mm-hmm. on the outsides of the triangle and the, Put the heart, heart candle in the middle. Yeah, that's how yeah. I would do it. And and the way I would use this is to um, when I'm putting together my plans. Yes. And my contingency plans. And then once I have those plans together keep those going to keep the energy fluid. Yes. Let them go out. So use what you need with it, set the th- wheels in motion, and then when things go go a little janky, then then relight them. Because if you're, it's kind of like um, you don't want to use that energy too much. You yes. want to use it when, when things go janky. Yeah. But you set your plan that way. Yeah. And we're done with episode one. Okay. Well, <laughs> we have a lot to cover in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have so, we, we have an eclipse to cover, and we have Jupiter changing signs and Saturn changing signs still yet to cover. Plus, you know, Jackie and I are talking about other crazy stuff. So, <laughs> so really what we're doing is, yep, it's going to stink in 2017, and... We have solutions for you. Absolutely. Um, so make sure that you tune into the next episode of the show because we have a huge, gigantic eclipse that's going to rock our socks off that happens next summer. So you'll definitely want to hear what Jackie and I have to say about that. And I even sent Jackie some charts. <laughs> She's yeah. a dangerous woman now. She has charts. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> in front of her. Um, uh, cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, and make sure that you stock up on all these wonderful candles that Jackie and I have given you um, today, okay, um, uh, uh, so that you have them on hand for the new year. Make sure you get them while they're hot, um, um, uh, and not getting them when you desperately need them, which usually tends to be the case. Um, so prepare in advance with this. Um, and Jackie, what do they need to do in the meantime? They need to keep it magic, like for real. For real. (laughs) Speak life, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.